0: This is the Y'all Show. Talk with a Southern accent with John Rawl. We are so glad that you've joined us here in our Hump Day Edition and our Spooky Edition. Getting ready for trick or treating tonight, perhaps? Got you candy? Yes. Welcome to the Halloween Edition of Y'all. I'm not a big fan of Halloween, so I'm not going to go overboard today. You're not going to find me in some kind of ridiculous costume. I know it's a kids thing primarily. And I, on occasion, I guess, dressed up in some kind of outfit, but I don't quite understand Halloween. I don't understand why it's such a big deal, but I guess it is. I'm not going to fight you, brother. So, for all of our trick-or-treaters, have a good time tonight. Be safe. And some places in the South, it's going to be tough to trick-or-treat. There's going to be some bad weather in several states. So be careful, extra, extra careful, dealing with Mother Nature as you're out on the trick-or-treat trail. In this hour of the Y'all Show, we'll be joined by Jonathan Lifite, and he'll have the ACC report. A couple of ACC programs are in the AP Top 25 for the first time in years. Virginia, Syracuse is in there. Boston College is in the latest AP poll. Plus, of course, Clemson is number two, and they are having another wonderful season in Tigertown. We'll talk about Clemson football. We'll talk a little ACC basketball with Jonathan later all of that in hour one. Now when we get to hour two, we'll have hashtag hullabaloo, plus we will have country music news and notes trying to get Precious Harris lined up. She's tied up with some activities today, so we're not sure if we're going to get an original report from her today or not, but I've got some news and notes of my own that I can pass along on the country music front, and worst case scenario, we'll rewind to last week and play a little portion of our great interviewed that included Precious when we were on Music Row in Nashville. All that, hour two of today's program. Our number, 803-816-1170. You can call or text that number 24 hours a day. We would love to hear from you on this all-Southern show syndicated across Dixie. What's going on around the South? We start in the fringe state of West Virginia, and a Boston mobster was found dead At a prison there yesterday, and of course this was no ordinary mobster. It was the infamous Boston mobster James Whitey Bulger. And the authorities at the federal prison there in West Virginia in Brewston Mills' WV found him at 89 years old unresponsive and he had been killed. Now he's been moving around prisons in Florida. He went to Oklahoma City and now was in West Virginia with this mobster who's killed a bunch of people and was in prison, and he was on the run for about 16 years, but was found guilty a couple of years ago and been in federal prison, and he himself dies in a very violent way, it appears, in a West Virginia prison. Whitey Bulger, beaten to death by prison inmates with possible mob ties. So, serves him right, I guess. When you act like a mobster, you might go down like a mobster. President Donald Trump came out in the news yesterday saying that he is for ending birthright citizenship in the United States. And South Carolina Senator Lindsey Graham is echoing that. And Graham says that he plans to introduce legislation to end birthright citizenship. And Trump said that he's suggesting doing this in an executive order. And Graham says that he wants to introduce legislation along those same lines as the proposed executive order. Congress is out of session until after the midterm election. Congress won't be back until November 13th. Here's a news flash. And the other side is hysterical about this. It's it's an amendment to the Constitution. I don't see how he can go around birthright citizenship. Now, I guess they're betting on a Supreme Court ruling on the 14th Amendment and maybe changing the perception of what's in the amendment. Perhaps that's where they're going with this. What I'm mad about Trump, Trump says things oftentimes without really knowing the facts, and he only makes himself look like an idiot. Well, he did that yesterday. He did an interview with Axios Television, which airs on HBO, and in it, he told them how the U.S. was so stupid because it gives birthright citizenship if you're born in the country, and we're like the only country in the world that does that. Well, that's not true. There's a bunch of countries, including many in North and South America, that offer that as an option when you're born you get citizenship in that country president trump needs to be introduced to something called google or wikipedia and a simple search probably would have shown that the u.s was not alone in granting birthright citizenship so he doesn't help his case out when he comes out with something that very stupid uh, to say and i know he said other things dumb too but i generally want to be on his side but when it's this egregious, the president doesn't help anybody out by it. If you don't know something, President Trump, just just don't say it. He could have easily said, we are among the rare countries that offer birthright citizenship. But he was so definitive, and I know there's fact-checkers all the time keeping score on him. Sometimes what he says, eh, it's not that big of a deal. It's It's questionable what he's saying. But in this case, for him to go on a limb and say how... America is pretty much alone in the world for offering citizenship just because you're born in it. It's just simply not true. So you need to get that right. Jared Kushner, Ivanka, tell him what Google is so that he can avoid these problems. This is a horrible story coming from the state of Virginia. A girl there was killed while chasing after her dog. And now she will be buried with that dog, according to the family. And this happened... While Jenny Ray Goodbar was running after her hunting dog, Cash, and this happened in Rockbridge County, Virginia, and a driver struck the 12-year-old and her dog. Goodbar was outside her home training Cash at the time, and this 12-year-old girl dying, and her dog, the family pet, dying as well. And now, in Virginia, they're going to be buried together. What a sad story coming from the Commonwealth of Virginia with that. Now to Texas, and the governor there is asking President Trump for a presidential disaster declaration for the Lone Star State. Governor Greg Abbott says that counties across the central part of Texas were heavily impacted by recent severe weather and flooding that caused damage across his state. And he said the magnitude of recent severe weather and flooding have taken a serious toll on Texans. With such widespread flooding and devastation, additional resources are needed to help Texans recover And the governor says this request will help provide assistance and emergency services for Texans impacted by the disaster. And he thanks the president for his continued support. They were together last week in Houston when the president was campaigning for Ted Cruz. But now the governor of Texas, Greg Abbott, making an official request to the president for a disaster declaration for all of the flooding that's gone on in Texas. I know they had a lot of bad flooding in Austin and other, I mean, there's like, Probably 30 counties impacted by the bad flooding from Galveston to Austin, all around San Antonio, and more. And I don't know any info on loss of life that have happened, but this actually, I got a count here. This declaration is to cover a total of 111 counties in Texas. So we wish them well on that. And something that didn't have the magnitude of a hurricane pushing through, but a lot of rain and a lot of devastation from. Flooding there in the Lone Star State. The lieutenant governor candidate of Alabama, his wife, accidentally injured herself in a gun accident. This happened to Will Ainsworth's wife. He is the Republican nominee for lieutenant governor in Alabama. And his wife, Kendall, was injured in an accident on Tuesday. And Ainsworth wrote on Twitter, Guy was looking after our family this afternoon. Kendall was injured in a gun accident, but is stable and okay. She's from Gunnersville, Alabama, in North Alabama, and she had to go to the Huntsville Hospital. And I don't know much about why she was injured in a gun accident, but according to authorities, the couple have three young children, and Ainsworth has been a representative in the Alabama State Legislature since 2014, And earlier this year, he led the charge to allow trained, certified school teachers and administrators to carry guns on campus. He faces Democrat Will Boyd in the election next week for lieutenant governor of Alabama. So we wish Kendall Ainsworth, wife of the lieutenant governor nominee from the Republican side in Alabama, all the the best as she recovers at Huntsville Hospital in Alabama after a, quote, gun accident. A strange story coming from New Orleans. A lawmaker from North Dakota was in the Crescent City recently. And after eating oysters in New Orleans, this North Dakota state representative has now died. Ray Ann Kelch died from a bacterial infection caused by eating raw oysters at a New Orleans area restaurant. And this representative was a longtime Republican state representative in North Dakota the Department of Health released a statement about the death. The Department of Health was made aware of this unfortunate situation. We reached out to the family and begun our formal investigation. Investigations such as these are confidential. Kelch was first elected to the North, North Dakota House in 1990 and served for 22 years. And I have no idea where they ate oysters in New Orleans. But what a sad story there. 58 years old. Republican State Representative Ray Ann Kelch from North Dakota dying after eating oysters while on vacation in New Orleans. A man in Mississippi is in trouble because he went into a bar. Okay, this is not a joke. So a man walks in a bar in Mississippi <laughs> wearing a Ku Klux Klan costume. And now it's not the start of a bad joke. A person... This person did this, so we don't know the name, was thrown out and banned from the Picayune, Mississippi bar after he tried to enter a Halloween costume party contest in this KKK hood and robe while carrying the state flag of Mississippi. So he didn't win. He got thrown out. It was a contest, yep. But you shouldn't wear a KKK outfit any time. Come on. that's That's stupid. Stupid, stupid, stupid. Luckily, for this person, we don't have a name. That would be not good for them to have that name all over the place. But yeah, even in Mississippi, you don't want to go dressed as a KKK person for Halloween. Tyler Perry is going to end the Medea franchise in twenty nineteen. For more than two K two decades, fans of Tyler Perry have seen that character's in plays and films and have come to love Medea, the elderly mal- matriarch who takes no mess and brings humor to any family situation, and the Atlanta actor said in a recent interview on SiriusXM that he revealed that Medea's time is coming to an end. In fact, he says fans will have their last opportunity to laugh at the woman who has been in more than a dozen productions during the 2019 Farewell Tour. Okay, so Perry said that I don't want to be her age still playing her. So I I don't know exactly how old Medea was supposed to be, but yeah, she's going to be going away in the 2019 farewell tour some of the popular titles featuring medea and two of these have halloween connections boo a medea halloween and boo to a medea halloween give tyler perry credit he's been a very talented georgia native that's done quite well in showbiz and he's done most of it right in his home area of atlanta we have some great southerners here in our part of the world And then we have some extra special Southerners. And we're going to give that dubious and great honor to a person who is 10 years old in Middle Tennessee. As a 10-year-old has donated her own hair to her aunt who's undergoing cancer treatment. 10-year-old Braylon Wilson helped her aunt Jessie Price by giving her her own hair. And this happened around Dixon, Tennessee in Middle Tennessee. And she's just trying to help her beloved aunt, so much so. And Jessie says that she's dropped between 20 and 30 pounds. And because of that weight loss, I noticed a lump. And I wouldn't have noticed the tumor had I not lost so much weight. And they're just trying to keep their spirits up, according to Braylon. And what a nice gesture by the the niece there. Braylon's hair is being sent to compassionate creations in California to be made into a wig for what they call Aunt Pudding. And they had a little bowling outing this last week, and Braylon, 10 years old, helping out her aunt by giving her her own hair. Isn't that a great story as the aunt starts cancer treatment? Good job there, Braylon, in Middle Tennessee. We'll call this headline our final note of today's looking across Dixie here in the start of our Wednesday, y'all. A Florida man found his way to Buffalo Monday night for Monday night football, the Buffalo Bills and the New England Patriots. The Bills haven't beaten the Patriots in a couple hundred years, it seems like. Well, a man from Florida was in attendance at this game in Buffalo, and 34-year-old Michael Abdallah of Avado in Florida decided to throw a sex toy on the field during the televised monday night football contest and this of course was televised on espn and at some point during the game his sex toy was thrown onto the field i don't know yet what what kind of sex toy it was but it couldn't have been good okay authorities later arrested the 34 year old man and reports say that according to surveillance from the stadium they helped identify him and he's now facing a disorderly conduct charge sports illustrator here here's some breaking news sports illustrator reports that at least at least three sex toys were thrown onto the field during monday night's game (laughs) there's no word yet on whether any arrests have been made and for anybody else the traditions of throwing objects on the field whenever the bills host the patriots started back in the 2016 season but i don't know if those objects included sex toys okay And this happened at New Era Field. I guess at New Era Field, it's maybe a tradition to throw hats on the field. But sex toys? Mm, I'm not sure. Michael Abdallah, 34-year-old from Florida, going to jail for his, (laughs) I don't know what you call it, fandom? Uh, X-rated fandom, perhaps? Okay, that is what's going on in Dixie here on this Wednesday. When we come back. We're going to throw Jonathan Life out on the field, and he's going to tell us all about the Atlantic Coast Conference, some good news for a few teams as they've bubbled their way up to being in the AP Top 25, and of course, Clemson continues to be impressive. We'll have all that, plus a little hoops talk from the ACC when we come back on the Y'all Show with your host, John Rawl. Hey, don't throw that out there. No, 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 stop.
4: This here is the story of Lawrence, who always wanted to play pro football. His parents supported his love of the game, sent him to special camps, and then in college, pro scouts came to a bunch of games where Lawrence was playing the trumpet at halftime. Yeah, Lawrence was never that good at football, gave up by the time he got to college. But he also learned how Geico could save him a lot of money on car insurance, so he switched and saved. So, this here story has a happy ending after all.
0: back into the y'all show talk with a southern accent with your host john rawl and this is our acc spotlight our weekly get-together of all things atlantic coast conference and the song you're hearing right there jonathan fight of 24 7 sports.com cbs sports digital is a song i don't like to play on this show because it's from up north it's the fight song of the Syracuse Orange, and how about that Syracuse Orange <laughs> in the top 25, Jonathan? Last time they were in the top 25, 2001, and they were probably the Orangemen back then.
5: Yeah, they probably were still the Orangemen back then and probably weren't weren't having a citrus on their sidelines.
0: No. So. <laughs> now, that thing goes back away, though. I still remember in the yeah, Ronnie Cycli days, they had that thing. I, I don't even know what it's called. Uh, I think it's just an orange. Okay, well... If you if you get bored sometime, listeners, just look up the history of the word orange when it comes to Syracuse, and it's not what you might think. It actually has a historic connotation. So check that out, Jonathan. I know you've already done all the research on that.
5: Yeah, I'll I'll be, I'll be uh, regurgitating that later. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, Jonathan. Speaking of Syracuse, they're in the top twenty-five because man, they had a big win at the Carrier Dome last week against a team that had everything to kind of still play for the NC State Wolfpack. And the Syracuse Orange looked impressive.
5: Yeah, they did a great job. I mean, and they jumped out uh, pretty big on NC State, uh, and I thought they were going to run away with it. But then NC State did manage to mount a bit of a comeback, got it uh, got it back pretty close. But then Syracuse pulled away at the end, and then uh, and uh, really did a number on them. So uh, really, kind of a shocking out, kind of a shocking outcome. I was expecting a tight game. I was not expecting a blowout, but. Uh, but Syracuse looked really good. Eric Dungey played a great game for them, and uh, their defense uh, did just enough to kind of knock NC State off the off their uh, off their game a bit.
0: And Jonathan, I know you there at CBS Sports Digital. You have an interest in recruiting, but I'm sure there are others out there who know every single recruit in every high school program. You may not be one of those, but does that quarterback Dungey was he on the radar of major schools before he chose Syracuse?
5: Well, all I will tell you is, he chose Syracuse, so no. Okay, all right. <laughs> so uh, you know they they uh, the way you know typically Syracuse, and I'll also kind of go Boston College and and uh, Lake Forest and, uh, and and to a lesser extent Duke. Um, the way they're going to usually get success is they got to go out and identify kind of uh, you know under the radar or you know kind of diamonds in the rough, get athletic guys, and then develop them. So. Okay. Um, that's kind of what they're going to do. Now, Syracuse probably, if they got things going, has the capability to get some better players, um, back under, uh, oh gosh, I don't remember what the coach's name was, but they had Donovan McNabb and, uh, they had some other players that actually had an undefeated season back in the late eighties. And then I think Auburn went in and tied them. So, you know, they had some, had some years where they were pretty good and, uh, and certainly have some history there. But by and large, I mean, they were never going to be a recruiting juggernaut. They weren't then, but they did a great job of identifying, you know, uh, kind of diamonds in the rough and then getting them to, to play at a higher level.
0: Yeah. Well, Syracuse with the 10.1 over NC State. And for the first time since back in 2001, Syracuse checks in at number 19 in the latest AP poll. Congrats to Dino Babers and the Syracuse program for that feat. Other scores from last week in ACC play you had Boston College with a nice win over Miami on Friday night 27 to 14, Clemson walloped Florida State 59 to 10, Wake Forest took care of Louisville 56 35, Virginia with another win 31 21 over their rival UNC. A little bit of a surprise here, Pitt took care of Duke 54 45 and Jonathan how about those Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets? Impressive on Thursday night of last week, winning in Blacksburg, forty-nine to twenty-eight.
5: Yeah, they really uh, put together a pretty great, pretty good game. Uh, went out there with the uh, backup quarterback, to- Tobias Oliver. Um, uh, Taquan Marshall had uh, went out against Duke with an injury. Um, he he was able to get back, and but he was only able to, to practice a day or two before this game. So they decided to go with Oliver, and then he responds with a forty carry, two hundred and fifteen yard uh, night. Uh, on a night one, which they did not complete a single pass and still managed to, to wallop the, the Hokies in Blacksburg on a Thursday night, which is uh, pretty impressive. Did Georgia Tech even attempt a pass? Uh, they did attempt, uh, they did throw one pass, um, which was a pretty miserable failure because Oliver slipped as he threw it. Uh, and then they ran two other, uh, pass plays. One of them he, uh, he, got flushed out of the pocket, scrambled for about 15 yards. And on the other one, I think he got sacked for a four-yard loss. So I think there were three pass plays on the day and only one actual pass thrown.
0: What's the difference between Oliver and Marshall from a quarterback standpoint? What does Oliver offer that Marshall doesn't?
5: Well, he's a little kind of – I think he's a little stronger, a little maybe a little more durable. Um, so he kind of gets the tough yards. Um uh, maybe uh, has a tiny bit more, uh, I guess, wiggle in his in his run uh, than, I'll, than Marshall does. Marshall, though, has a much better grasp of the playbook and can run a lot more of the offense. So, um, you know, Oliver is very effective at what he runs, um, but what he runs is pretty limited.
0: I think Georgia Tech fans would say after that performance, they don't need a playbook. Just let him have the ball. Well,
5: you know, (laughs) uh, I I don't disagree with that, but I kind of wonder how well he would hold up if he was doing 40 carries a week for the next uh, five or for the next uh, four weeks. Probably would be uh, by the end of it, he'd probably be pretty worn down. So um, I think they've got to find ways to get other guys involved um, over the long haul. Uh, or else uh, or else he's he's going to end up hurt at some point.
0: Jonathan, think, Jonathan, anything post-mortem you want to add to any of those other contests I ran, rattled off?
5: Yes, let's hit a couple of them. So Boston College, I thought they are also now ranked. Um, uh, so they also made it into their – or did they? Or was it them or UVA? UVA ranked. Yeah, UVA got in there. But Boston College, I thought, had a very impressive victory over Miami. I watched that game. Miami looked pretty kind of listless. Um, they scored 14 points and got shut out in the second half altogether. Uh, so, in my opinion, that was kind of a really disappointing performance from uh, Miami. Uh, one thing I'll note, um, Florida State, um, I actually think that team quit has quit on their coach uh, in a good way. They were kind of hanging in there for a bit early on, and there was a, a penalty or something happened. And then after that, it was like an avalanche of Clemson. Uh, taking them on by the end of the game, they had completely quit. So, uh, Willie Taggart, I think has lost at least some of the, probably some of the upperclassmen on that team. He's got a kind of a long haul, I think in front of him to get that team back on the, on the, on the, on the path to recovery because, uh, when your upperclassmen quit, you know, it takes you a year or two to, to recruit over that and get past it. So not good. Uh, and then. I think the only other one you mentioned was a bit of a surprise, Pitt, putting 54 points on Duke. Uh, I know Duke's uh, defense has kind of suffered from some injuries, but even at that, uh, Pitt's offense has not exactly been a
0: juggernaut, and them being able to put up 54 points
5: is quite impressive.
0: All right, well, Clemson is number two in the latest polls, and there's a big gap between Clemson and the next ACC team. That Syracuse Orange team checks in at number 19, NC State's 21, followed by Boston College at 22. And then the Cavaliers of Virginia are number 25 in the latest AP poll. Many of those teams first time in an AP poll in quite some time. So congrats there with programs on the rise and some programs going in the opposite direction, a.k.a. Florida State. Yeah, in a big way. (laughs) Jonathan, I saw an article about Dabo Sweeney. I guess when you're the number two team in the country, People are constantly looking for anything to write about. And lo and behold, I saw an article about Clemson and meditation. What, what is that all about?
5: I think they have uh, one of their players or something does some kind of a, a deal with meditation, and they all kind of participate. He gave, gives them five or six minutes once a week to, to kind of do some of that, to kind of to kind of do that. And if you go and, and follow uh, any of that and him telling the story, uh there's a video out there of uh of him telling the story about you know the meditation session and and whatnot pretty funny uh, to listen to him talk to it particularly when he talks about everybody's kind of doing it right up into the point where he looks back at brent venables and venables is back there with a notepad writing and and furiously scribbling and doing stuff for uh for the defense so really entertaining little uh little deal there
0: I wish Brett Venables would take a meditation session during the middle of a football game. I can't watch Clemson play because of his antics on the sideline.
5: Yeah, his whole deal with that uh, getting out there on the field, and they've got that—what do they call it—the get back coach mm-hmm. that actually has to yank him back in. I, I, I agree. I really like uh, you know how Dabo kind of runs things and conducts things. But Venables, uh, I, I think, needs to to dial it down a notch and and you know not have to deal with. Uh, not have to have somebody yanking him, you know, off the field. How, how can how can you not keep yourself? How can your self control be so so lacking that you can't even keep yourself off the field? I I just don't get that.
0: And, and you're undefeated and number two in the country. Come on. Yeah, I, I might could be sympathetic if they lost a game.
5: <laughs> yeah, really.
0: A team that's lost several games now. Florida State, Jonathan. You talked about players quitting. Well, FSU has suspended a few players. Linebacker Zaquandre White. And also, Nyquan Murray, who is a receiver on the program, they are suspended for Saturday's game at NC State. What do we know about this?
5: Well, so uh, I mentioned that there was, uh, you know, things didn't go so well against Clemson. Obviously, they got blown out. Um, And I believe both of those players at some point got into an altercation with some of the Clemson players and threw some punches. And I think this is uh, a case of uh, Willie Taggart trying to instill some discipline and, and really kind of keep control of his program. You let those guys start doing that, and, you know, your team can get away from you pretty quick. So I think, you know, I mentioned that he needs to do some things, and this is probably, uh, you know, a good move in terms of, you know, holding some of his players accountable and, and making sure they respect him and, and do things that like they should.
0: All right. When we come back on the Y'all Show, more ACC banter with Jonathan Liefite. We'll talk about Al Golden. Remember the Miami Hurricanes coach prior to Mark Rick? He's in the news regarding the Hurricanes program. Also, we'll take a look at this weekend's lineup in the ACC. And the brand-new ACC basketball preseason poll is out. And we'll tell you the order of predictions for the conference when we come back here on the Y'all Show, ACC Spotlight with Jonathan Leifheis. Are you
1: putting your retirement savings in a 401k, IRA, or investment account? Then I have one word of advice. Stop. take back control of your money and finances, and it gives you penalty-free access to your savings. Plus, it beats the pants off any 401k or IRA. These are uncertain times, so get the information you need today to guarantee your retirement security. To get this free report, go to bankonyourself.com right now. That's bankonyourself.com. Bankonyourself.com. I can't believe it—that we're playing four and four basketball with a barbershop quartet. Pass the ball, pass the rock. We're
4: open, just pass the ball, pass the ball.
1: No, I can't believe how easy it was to save hundreds of dollars on my car insurance with Geico. Believe it, Geico could save you fifteen percent or more on car insurance.
3: <laughs> back.
0: We are back on the Y'all Show with your host, John Rawl on the World Wide Web. Find us at y'all.com. And here on Wednesdays, we have our ACC Spotlight with our friend Jonathan Leifheit from 247sports.com, CBS Sports Digital. And Jonathan, a blast from the past as we start out this segment. Al Golden skippered the Miami Hurricanes after coming south from Temple and did a ho-hum job over the course of his tenure and Carl Gables, well, he's now suing the University of Miami. What can you tell us about that?
5: Yeah, apparently he uh, is believed that he has owed some portion of the contract that Miami hasn't paid yet. I, 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 it, it isn't clear to me, and, and nobody's made any comments as to exactly what is left on the contract that they either aren't paying or haven't paid. So apparently there's some disagreement about some terms somewhere. Uh, but apparently he thinks he's owed $3 million, uh out of the contract, and Miami doesn't. So away to court we go. All right. Any
0: idea what he's doing now?
5: Um, I believe he is an assistant, uh, I want to say in the NFL, but I don't remember who. Yeah, for, I've I'll, seen I'll him in.
0: somewhere now that you mention it. I've seen him on a sideline somewhere, and it probably Detroit. was. Yeah, I was going to say, it. Remind I think he might be with the Lions.
5: He is the linebacker's coach for the Detroit Lions
0: now. All right. So, yeah. So he's suing the University of Miami over money owed him $3 million, he alleges. So we'll keep our court blotter active with Golden v. Miami. Now, this weekend in ACC action, some goodies for our folks to plot out. And I know there's some really good ones in another conference that covers the Southeast. Here this weekend with number one Alabama trying to stay undefeated and such. But the ACC is going to put up its punch as well. And one game worth watching is actually Friday night. Jonathan, when the number 25 Virginia Cavaliers take on that somewhat good Pittsburgh team.
5: Yeah, so Pitt goes into this game 3-1 and one in the ACC. And they, believe it or not, even at 4-4 four and four overall, they control their destiny on the coastal side. So they're 3-1. and one um and Virginia enters the game also controlling their own destiny at 4 and 1. So both of these teams are looking to kind of administer a, a knockout punch or at least a, a a significant blow to the other's chances in winning the coastal. Um personally I I think that I don't think the winner is going to end up with just one loss, but I do think two might win it and it might actually go all the way to three losses. We'll kind of see. So uh that's going to be the I think the first round of kind of starting to do some elimination on the coastal side
0: well jonathan this is at least the second week in a row maybe even longer we've seen acc football on a friday night do they have some kind of contract with espn to pull these contests off
5: yeah they do um i believe they have a, a a limit on the number of those games and i believe there's also some conference members that have indicated they don't wish to participate um i'm really surprised virginia is doing that given uh uh, you know, kind of given their, their history of the South. I know Georgia Tech is not interested in them, either as Clemson Florida, or Florida State and uh, some of the others, but uh, for whatever reason, Virginia's decided they're going to do one.
0: All right. Well, the struggling Louisville Cardinals are hoping to get an ACC win, but I don't think it's going to come this weekend. They take on number two Clemson in Death Valley. Syracuse is at Wake Forest. Georgia Tech battles North Carolina in a coastal division clash. The Florida State Seminoles go to Raleigh to take on number 21 NC State. Boston College is at Virginia Tech, and the Duke Blue Devils have a Coastal Division skirmish at Miami. Jonathan, thoughts on any of those matchups?
5: Yeah, so uh, Louisville, uh, I I think that's going to be a name-the-score kind of thing for for Clemson. Uh, That one will be that way. Syracuse, we'll see if they can, uh, you know, typically once an ACC team gets ranked, they find a way to lose the next week. Um, they should be able to handle the Demon Deacons, but that is a road game uh, at Wake Forest, so we'll see how that comes out. Uh, Georgia Tech taking on North Carolina. That's a road game in Chapel Hill. Um, Chapel, uh, North Carolina is struggling big time this year, but they're 1-6, but they have been in every single game uh, that they've played thus far, so um, this could be uh, probably an interesting game, probably more interesting than I, as a Georgia Tech fan, would like. Uh, but the Jackets, if they want to keep their – their Coastal Division hopes alive. And they have do have a hope. This game. Georgia Tech still is, has a hope. There there are some scenarios that still allow them to, to win. And uh, as I mentioned before, I, I think two losses would, 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 will win the, the Coastal. But it is possible that some teams could get three. And given the kind of the, the Coastal chaos that happens uh, on a weekly basis, it wouldn't surprise me to see it get to that point. All right. Uh, Florida State against uh, NC State. Given what we saw with Florida State laying down against NC State, I'm going to be real interested to see what shows up on Saturday there in, in Raleigh uh, on the Seminole sideline. Less interested with NC State, but if Willie Taggart, if, if he hasn't lost this team, then we'll see some fight out of them. But I really wonder kind of how that's going. And then uh, moving to uh, to uh, up to, to Blacksburg, uh, Virginia Tech hosts Boston College, another team freshly, freshly ranked. Um, they've been pretty solid. I mentioned earlier this year that I thought they were a good candidate to kind of move up a little bit this year, and they've kind of held true to that. Um, now they've got a pretty good uh, test to play, uh, you know, in Lane Stadium at at, uh, at Virginia Tech. Um, the other coastal division members all want to see Virginia Tech lose, I think, this week, and we to get them another loss on their resume. And then finally, duke at miami um well we'll just have to see i'm not sure if, if duke how many of their players they get back on in terms of the uh, injuries and then miami as i mentioned a very listless very uh, uninspired uh, outing against boston college last friday um we'll see if they do any better at home i think this one will be an interesting matchup miami obviously at two and two in the acc still has designs on winning the coastal um and if they want to do that they're going to have to uh have to win this this coming Saturday.
0: Jonathan, in the NFL this week, we saw our first determination of a head football coach as the Browns cut loose Hugh Jackson there in Cleveland. Now, now where we are in college football, what coach or coaches have the most likelihood of being fired from the ACC this year?
5: Well, I think uh, if I had to kind of list, Larry Fedora probably leads the list. Really, um, it it'll probably depend on his uh, on his buyout. I think his number is about twelve million dollars, and we'll have to see if North Carolina has it. But at one and six, and keep in mind, I believe they had a three and nine season last year. This will be the second consecutive year that they've kind of uh, uh, really lost lost things. So, um, I think he's probably the highest risk. Um, I would have put uh, Bobby Petrino higher, but he has an even more ridiculous buyout at fourteen million. Louisville is really kind of struggling, I think, right now. Financially, they've had some, a lot of scandal and a lot of weird things going on up there. Um, their big benefactor, Papa John, uh, has kind of been displaced a little bit, so they no longer have some of his money to rely on. But uh, he would be also a candidate, I think. If you go down the list beyond that, I'm not sure that there's anybody else that's really kind of on the hot seat. If uh, Georgia Tech completely collapsed the rest of the year, um, maybe they would, but I don't necessarily see that happening. Paul um, Paul but,
0: Johnson's done a good job last two weeks of helping keep yeah, his job.
5: Yeah, he has. You know, if they'd have lost, uh, if they'd lost any of either of those, then I'd probably be putting him on the list as well. But right now, uh, he's pretty safe. You know, so I think he's uh, he's fine. But uh, nobody else really kind of kind of sticks out to me as being you know imminently on the hot seat. And I'd be surprised if there was anybody else that, uh, that was, uh, that was would, would even be
0: considered to be removed at this what, point. what about ACC skippers jumping ship, meaning someone like Dino Babers getting a better offer somewhere else? You know, that's a, that's a good
5: question. I mean, I don't know the terms of their contracts. Babers is probably a good one. Steve Adazio has done a pretty good job at Boston College. He hasn't done, like, you know, an amazing job, but it's been a slow but steady climb for them. Um, He'd be one that I think be looking at. And then, uh, Bronco Mendenhall has turned around the Who's. Um, I think, uh, given, you know, his state, his status there, he might be one to look, but he just jumped, you know, he, he was at BYU for a long time and it's, it's only been his third year. So, yeah, not sure if he would or wouldn't. So I think Babers is probably leading candidate, you know, if, you know, you, you mentioned the Browns <laughs> having their job open. Sometimes I wonder if Dabo would ever consider or want to consider you know the NFL
0: please Dabo please I dare you go <laughs> go to the browns
5: i don't he actually doesn't strike me as much of an NFL type guy. I don't think his shtick would work so well there he's a genuine guy, but you know he just seems to relate really well to the to the college game, so I don't see him going to the NFL. Well, let's let's give him a
0: chance, Jonathan. Dabo, please. The door is yours. (laughs) In fact, Cleveland would be a great spot to land because there's really not much difference between the Cleveland Browns helmet and Clemson's helmet. So it would be a nice fit for you just to segue right in there.
5: I think if I'm a Clemson fan, my biggest fear is that Nick Saban retires.
0: Uh, He may be stuck in Clemson. I don't know. He's got a kid there in Clemson in school now uh, on on his football team. And they love him. They absolutely love him. They sure do.
5: And they They should love him. Yeah, he's a, you know, I'll tell you, I, I've, I've told this story before, when when I, I was at his first game as head coach, even though he was still the interim, and the way he came out in the theatrics, he came out, I thought he was an absolute clown, and was going to be gone in about two years, and uh, I tell you what, I could not be eating more crow than with him, and I tell you, he's, he's. I've met him in person, I've talked to him, he's a terrific guy, he's, he's a lot of fun to talk to, and and really uh, is proven to be an outstanding head coach. So you're not going to hear me uh, throwing any uh, throwing any darts at him.
0: Yeah, I won't say much bad about him either. I mean, he came to my first wedding. So, hey, uh, thank there you. you go. Thank you, Dabo, for blessing my marriage that lasted about four years.
5: There uh, you go. See, it worked J- out well. Jonathan,
0: <laughs> don't marry, do not marry a Tuscaloosa girl, which is what okay. I did. I married a Tuscaloosa girl who was best buddies with his wife, Kathleen, and and then uh, he's still married. God bless him. And 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 I've already been through another one since then. But hey, I digress. Jonathan, basketball. We are just days away from the start of ACC basketball tipping off, and all of college basketball. The latest preseason poll is out for the ACC. I'm going to rattle them off. So everybody, get your notepad out and pay close attention. No surprise. Number one is Duke, followed by the University of Virginia, followed by North Carolina, then Syracuse. Virginia Tech checks in at number five. Dabo's Clemson Tigers, but not his team. Brad Brownell's Clemson Tigers are at number six. The Florida State Seminoles are at seven. NC State is eight. Notre Dame, nine. Miami Hurricanes, 10. Louisville, 11. Boston College, 12. Georgia Tech, 13. Wake Forest, 14. And the Pitt Panthers at 15. Anything you want to say about the preseason poll for the ACC? Yeah, I hope
5: that if uh, UVA manages to to kind of stay up there at number two, that once they get to the uh, NB uh, to the NCAA tournament, that they can do better than losing out as a number one seed.
0: So well, they might go. I heard you; it was a Freudian slip, but you said they almost made it to the NBA tournament. They probably would have done a little bit better in that last year than the NCAA tournament. Yeah,
5: they, at least they wouldn't have the opportunity <laughs> to lose to uh, to the UMBC. <laughs> so, um, I, I think the other big surprised me. Syracuse at number four is is a little bit of a surprise. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't realize, you know, looking at what they've got come back, Jim Beheim always does a great job up there. But really, I think the next one is uh, Virginia Tech at fifth. Wow, that's a a big jump. Buzz Williams uh, came over to Virginia Tech from from Marquette, and uh, he has really done a terrific job with them. And when you get preseason number five in the ACC, that's pretty impressive. Uh, Down the list, NC State seems like they – you know, kind of stuck in the middle of the pack. Uh, Clemson, at P- six pun intended,
0: is,
5: huh? Yeah, they are exactly. Uh, Clemson at six and seven, six with FSU at seven. Both of those are probably a little higher than I would have them. I would probably have slid Notre Dame up there. Not sure what to make of Louisville at this point. They've been through so much turmoil and everything following the the uh, the you know the big basketball fixing or the the the. Uh, fbi thing and all that with patino and all that i mean they could be a a, a decent team with with a good you know with their their new coaching staff but really tough to say where they're going to be have they made a
0: permanent coaching change
5: uh you know i believe they have but gosh i couldn't tell you who it is i
0: know it was kind of an interim thing last year so they've totally not even been keeping up with louisville
5: yeah i know they cleaned pretty much everybody off that staff they didn't want any any uh connection to the Prior staff, obviously, for, for obvious yeah. reasons. Um, but they, they, they do have a new staff in place. I just couldn't tell you who it is. Um, Pitt, all the way down at number 15. Um, uh, Stallings that was, uh, that came over from Vanderbilt. Holy cow. I, I, I was Kevin Stallings utterly destroyed Pitt. Um, you know, after they had really done a good job, Jamie Dixon had done a great job of kind of building them up to a, a really solid program. And then he took off for his alma mater TCU. And uh, I tell you, Stallings just shredded them in just uh, about two or three short years. So all the way down there at the bottom, Georgia Tech, uh, gosh knows what we'll get there. Uh, Wake Forest, a little surprised they were that low. I thought Danny had done some decent job of recruiting, but uh, apparently the media doesn't seem to agree at this point.
0: Well, it's just a poll. We'll see how it all stacks up in 2018-19 with college yep. basketball. Jonathan Lifite, 24-7 Sports and CBS Sports Digital, thank you for once again showing your ACC input. Thanks, sir. I'll All Talk right. to you next week. And that will wrap up Hour 1 of today's Y'all Show. When we come back in Hour 2, we've got lots of good hashtag hullabaloo coming your way. And Precious Harris will check in from Nashville, Music City, USA. This is the Y'all Show Talk with a Southern accent.
1: Technology Truths, brought to you by Geico.
6: Technology
1: Truths. Truth, you have 14 login passwords, and you can't remember any of them. Doug
6: 1, Doug 2, Doug is awesome. Doug is awesome, 1, 2, 3. Truth,
1: it's so easy to switch and save on car insurance at Geico.com. Doug is super cool, ampersand, underscore, exclamation point, exclamation point, 1985. Knew it. Geico, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.
0: hour two of the y'all show hump day halloween welcome back to the show that is all about the south with your host john rawl on twitter we are at y'all show y-a-l-l-s-h-o-w on the world wide web our address is www.yall.com that's y-a-l-l.com we'd love to hear from you we'd love you to go to our website and learn much more about the y'all show and you can go right there today and get linked to all of our episodes. In fact, big news on Friday, it will be our 100th y'all show episode. And we need to have a party. Somebody get me a, a cake. We need to and by the way, if you can, my preference, my favorite cake, German chocolate. Okay. If you can't pull that off, I'll gladly take a strawberry cake, I'll take a pound cake, I'll take anything you got, as long as it's free. But no, we'll be having our 100th party, our 100th episode blowout in just two days on Friday. How about that? 100 episodes we've been together now talking about Dixie on this The Y'all Show. We're going to be talking country music in just a few minutes. Still trying to get connected to Precious Harris, and we hope to have her in a A new report from Music Row. If we're not able to connect to her, I've gotten a bunch of stuff sent my way from publicists on Music Row that I want to share with you. Including a fun video that just came out yesterday. And it's not a music video. It's kind of a movie. A little mini movie slash promotional video for Blake Shelton. And Blake's promoting his upcoming tour. And I've not seen something done along this line before. So we're going to play a little bit of that coming up on the y'all show blake shelton in getting into the acting deal in this promotional video for his upcoming tour and he's going to have a couple really cool acts joining him some of which go back to my kind of country in the 1980s and 90s so we'll have info on that in just a few minutes here on the y'all show and we'll get in some other music notes from music city usa coming up on the y'all show right now though it is time for speaking of great music play that music sir yes <laughs> hashtag hullabaloo time on the Y'all show and we love having this each and every monday wednesday and friday when we can squeeze it in here we give you a whole body whole bunch of hashtag hullabaloo love and we've got our hashtag hullabaloo halloween edition coming at you right now i, I don't have any halloween craziness that i found today on social media so i I guess i'll just have to skip that over we did have some of that on monday's y'all show but today eh, i guess people are turning the page hey we're going to be turning the page tomorrow to the month of november can you believe that november only two months left in 2018 and we've got thanksgiving coming our way and we've got christmas just around the corner and before you know it 2019 will be here where does the time go? Well, on the hashtag Hullabaloo, we start out with a tweet from Larissa Reinhardt, And she shares a really creative link. And it's compliments only Southerners give. And this comes from the Southern Living Twitter account, at Southern underscore living. So we go to SouthernLiving.com and we find this article titled, compliments only southerners give penned by valerie fraser loose and it's it's a very funny article and i'm just going to share some of it here with you here on today's y'all show and it starts out kind of talking about football and valerie says as long as we're talking about gridiron our love of college football comes with its own bracket of nice compliments okay so here are some compliments and the compliments only southerners give southernliving.com I think your boys SEC material that's a heck of a compliment right there here's another compliment your girls have that pep, the poise, and the hair to cheer for the University of Texas okay, I do have to say uh, I don't want to sound too creepy here, but Texas has those cheerleaders on the sideline that kind of have the cowboy gear if you know what i mean with their pants they have like the leather on it it puts pep in my step for sure i still like even though they're a yankee they're they're out west i still like the southern cow cheerleaders they have those old school sweatshirt sweaters actually not sweatshirts They're sweaters they wear looks like they're from the 1950s and they wear that at football games I, i love that too but, yeah, giving a, a compliment Southern style here, talking about how you could cheer for the University of Texas. Hey, hook them horns, although the horns better bring a little bit more hook them. They lost last week to Oklahoma State, and they've got a tough game this week. I think they play Texas Tech, if I'm not mistaken, is the game they've got this weekend. So, horns better get their gear in rear. <laughs> All right, here's another compliment. Vandy might as well board up the Alumni Association. If your family ever leaves, okay, I'm not totally following that one, but I guess it's a compliment. In fact, Vanderbilt's athletic support group is called like the National Commodore Club or something like that. Doesn't quite have the same pizzazz that some of these other schools have, like Clemson has Ipte, which originally was I pay 10 a year, and... Uh, th- I saw the other day Florida State has this thing called the Boosters and they had a logo down on the field at doke Campbell doke at the doke in Tallahassee Doke Campbell Stadium is that the name of it? <laughs> I know they're Dick Hauser believes they're a baseball stadium, so give me give me some credit to some old fans for knowing that one but yeah got to gotta to get those compliments in now let's go over to some other compliments coming in. And some more compliments you'll hear Southerners say, according to southernliving.com. She's rich as all get out, but you'd never know it. Okay? I've never seen one person who's ultra rich, at least female-wise, that, that I didn't know it. it. Usually it's pretty obvious. Now, I've got a... <laughs> I don't want to call names on the program, but I have a pretty wealthy cousin. hes He's elderly. He's almost 90 years old. And I, I like him a lot. Okay. But his bank account indicates he's extremely wealthy. Okay. But you'd never know it. He wears the same rental uniform every day, same get up, Oxford short sleeve dress shirt, and rental khakis. He even goes out on dates at almost 90 years old wearing his rental uniform. And. Here's how I know how cheap he is. So we are at a fast food restaurant, my son and I, and he comes in there at this fast food restaurant and orders a hamburger. And instead of getting a Coke to sit down or a tea, and and he comes and joins us once he sees me. He actually had in his pants pocket a bottled water he brought in from the car. And he had that bottled water in an actual restaurant eating his hamburger. And this restaurant doesn't charge for water. So that, I thought that was pretty cheap. But you know what? He's got a lot of money, and I don't. But what little money I do have, I do enjoy it. And I can assure you that if I were a multimillionaire, I wouldn't be taking bottled water in. I'd be ordering the most expensive drink they got in there, which might be the $2.30 Mountain Dew, in this case. I'm going to splurge when I get rich. That's why I was hoping that lottery thing would have happened for me the other day, but it just wasn't meant to be. Here's another compliment from southernliving.com. She could buy Disney World and use it for a guest room, but she'd just as soon shop at Walmart as Neiman's. (laughs) All right, that's a good compliment. Here's another one. If she hadn't bought the church a sound system and three new buses, We wouldn't know she had a dime. Those are all about getting rich and staying rich or something like that. All right, here's some more compliments coming from southernliving.com. He's never been one to throw his education up in your face, but if he did, it slapped you silly. That's getting a little hokey, Southern Living. You can do better than that. All right, one more from Southern Living and their compliments. Only Southern can give. Only Southerners give. She's never been one to talk down to other people. But believe you me, she's got the degrees to do it if she wanted to. Okay. I guess we they didn't tell us these were going to be funny. They're just something that they say Southerners would say. All right. I like this one. One more. We've we got to throw this one. These are for beauty and fashion. Okay. So we've got to throw some of these in there. She's got Texas hair if I ever saw it. <laughs> All right. I don't know what that means, but Texas hair, she, Texas hair, I guess it means, like, kind of fluffy. Yeah. Maybe kind of like what women wore back in the Young women, especially back in the 80s. The old blow-dry hair look. I guess that's what they're talking about. The glamour shots hairstyle. Okay. All right. Here's another one. Her Easter hat looks like it came straight from Louisville. Okay, Louisville meaning, I guess, Churchill Downs. And there's some ridiculous looking women's hats. I love a woman in a hat. (laughs) I like a woman in a baseball hat. I think it's so cool, Uh, especially if it's done in a fashionable way. But some of those Churchill Down hats and some of the hats you see the Royals wear, the Kate Middletons of the world, are completely ridiculous. Okay, so let me get that off my head, my hat off my head. All right, here's one last compliment southern style from Southern Living. And this was this was meant for me, y'all. He dresses like a Charleston man. <laughs> well, yes, yes. And I'll be in the Holy City next week, and as I threatened to do, I just might pull out my seersucker even though it's November next week and dress like a Charleston man and walk those cobblestone streets. And pull for the Citadel Bulldogs to beat Samford at homecoming 2018 at the Citadel. So, yeah, trust me, when I was a cadet in Charleston 25 years ago, I wasn't dressed like a Charleston man. I was dressed like a Citadel man. And we had to wear uniforms all over that awesome city. And if you haven't been to Charleston, please go. It is an awesome place. But go when the Citadel is in session in the spring and in the fall and if you go to the touristy areas of charleston you won't find this in any other touristy area of our country because they don't have they don't have cadets they don't have uh, annapolis sailor uh, midshipmen running around i guess they have a touristy area of annapolis but charleston south carolina where the citadel is is a very touristy area and it makes for a great photo you see the cadets Sometimes with their girlfriend walking down the streets together and just a great, great scene. You don't get that in the summer when they're not there and they're out for the summer or in my case, I was out for summer school catching up in the academics. But yeah, Charleston man, that's what I, that's what I is. And unfortunately for me, I was not born in Charleston. I was born sadly two hours up river in Columbia, the state capital, and that doesn't have quite the quite the pop that being from charleston is but i still i'm proud to be a honorary charlestonian although most of my time outside of the gates of college were at the isle of palms that's where i spent my summers when i was in summer school and that is another awesome place and i wouldn't mind dressing like an isle of palms guy which means you got your hawaiian shirt your your shorts or maybe a t-shirt and you're out there living living it up in that kind of a atmosphere. Alright, let's move on, shall we? From Larissa Reinhardt sharing that from Southern Living to another article that I found on the World Wide Web. And this is an article called Chicken Fried Chicken is Country Cooking at its most comforting. And I found this at a website called seriouseats.com and sure enough, just an awesome article here. Chicken Fried Steak, and, I'm sorry, not Chicken Fried Steak, Chicken Fried Chicken. See, I got confused. I get confused by Queen of My Double Y trailer from Sammy Kershaw. I need to play that song here. Maybe we'll play it in a few minutes. In that song, there's a line, when the chicken fried steaks arrived. Well, here it's Chicken Fried Chicken is country cooking at its most comforting. And I love good comfort food. I know you all do too. And this article is is heaven. And it's hard to find chicken, fried chicken. I don't even know if I've... I, I, I think I found a place near College Station, Texas. I need to remember the name of that town. Where's Gabe Bach from Texags when I need him? Yeah, the place it just, just west. I went there a couple years ago. I'll give you the town here in just a second, but the the fact is, when you want that good comfort food, and now we're in the fall, and you've got cooler temps, you've got a chance to enjoy good, good food. Yeah, chicken fried chicken is right up my alley, and it could be yours too. Snook, Texas is what I was trying to think of, and when you're in Snook, Texas... I encourage you to go to a restaurant there. Snook is about 15 minutes west. Sodalak's Original Country Inn, I think is how it's pronounced. S-O-D-O-L-A-K apostrophe S. And sure enough, they have some incredible chicken fried chicken, chicken fried steak. So go to Sodolak's in that part of Texas and near the Brazos Valley, and <laughs> and you'll. Uh, You'll have some good food there in Snook, Texas that you won't find anywhere else. And chicken fried chicken is to die for, for sure. Another hashtag hullabaloo option for us here today, we're going to go back in the archives for this one. Someone on Twitter posted this up, and it comes from the Bureau of Naval Personnel. And it's from World War II, and it's just a snapshot of what the Navy was training its officers back during World War II. And it seems so benign, but it's so risque in 2018 with all of the people scared of treating women like women and meaning, you know, treating them with respect and and men being gentlemen. You know, some guys like myself, you know, you're kind of scared to, heck, sometimes you're scared to even say hello to any anybody because you don't want to be labeled as being a bad person. Well, according to the Bureau of Naval Personnel from 1944, they put a guide out and had cartoon figures of naval officers going down the street encountering women. And it's got an image of an officer with a a nicely dressed woman there in the cartoon image. Proper greeting to ladies is salute. So I don't know if that's still the case, but you're a naval guy going down the street and you see a, a nice woman, you salute her. I need to try that next time I'm at Walmart. When talking with a lady on the street, remain covered, meaning keep your hat on. When you're a naval officer during World War II, this may still be the case. Navy guys, is this is this still the case? In walking, take position to the left or outside of a female when you're a naval officer in 1944. (laughs) With two ladies. Walk outside or in the center, so they have the proper protocol for you to go down the street with a woman on either side. See, that's why we won World War II was because we had the right etiquette and we knew how to treat women. So (laughs) there's more. There's actually a lot more here that I could say, but yeah, this is something from a, a website called Life in Moments on Twitter. History and Moment is where you'll find this Twitter link. And it's the Courtesy to the Ladies from the Bureau of Naval Personnel Information Bulletin from 1944. See? And I have to give the Navy credit. I tried to get a reserve commission years ago in the U.S. Navy. I wasn't able to get it. But I have the utmost respect. In fact, the only reason I tried to get a direct commission with the Navy was they're the only branch that had such a direct commission back in 1999 2000 2001 I went through the process three times I went to the naval station in Millington Tennessee and did all the physicals and did all the recommendations all the paperwork it kind of actually was kind of frustrating because they don't really tell you why you don't get selected but had I been selected I would have gone to I think what they call knife and fork school kind of an accelerated OCS for naval officers and some of this stuff I don't know if it would have still been the case in the 21st century like it was in 1944 but some of those etiquette tools probably are still in in play for the navy so my point is the navy for all their weirdness in some ways that at least when it comes to tradition and the pride the navy is a heck of a branch of the US military I had four years of Army ROTC in college at a military school, the Citadel, and I, I wish now, looking back, I would have given the Navy a little bit more of a serious look. Now, they threw you off back then because you had a, you had to have a lot of mathematical and engineering prowess to, to go through their program, of which I was looking for an easier option, and that's why I went in the Army ROTC for four years. But I, I do have a great respect for all of our military But the Navy is a a very special branch of our U.S. military. Really neat to see that from 1944 here. in hashtag hullabaloo here on the Y'all Show with John Rawl. All right. Fair winds and following seas, my friends. When we come back, we will have our country music spotlight with Precious Harris as the Y'all Show continues here on Wednesday. Anchors away.
4: This here is the story of Lawrence, who always wanted to play pro football. His parents supported his love of the game, sent him to special camps, and then, in college, pro scouts came to a bunch of games where Lawrence was playing the trumpet at halftime. Yeah, Lawrence was never that good at football, gave up by the time he got to college. But he also learned how Geico could save him a lot of money on car insurance, so he switched and saved. So, this here story has a happy ending after all.
6: It was down some street we couldn't even pronounce We were smoking a little from a half an ounce Tequila was cheap but the flow we were feeling was real Neither one of us looking for three little words Unless those three words were do not disturb Checkout was supposed to be noon but we slept until three She kept the hotel key Slipped it in a purse I guess It makes her think of me And that night We
0: both know we can't open that door no we see you the Hotel Key. The most recent number one smash for the band Old Dominion, Hotel Key. What a great song written by the group's lead singer, Matthew Ramsey, alongside Trevor Rosen and Josh Osborne. And that is from their album, Happy Endings, Old Dominion. Man, they are on fire. What a great song there. and Love the music video. They shot that. At the Safari Inn in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. And Matthew portrays a desk clerk, if you happen to catch the music video for Hotel Key. Heard that a lot over the weekend. I know that was a recent number one song on the Airplay chart. And they've already got a new single out called Make It Sweet. But man, what a catchy song. And love playing Old Dominion. Now, Hotel Key ends up being the fourth consecutive number one song for the band. They had Song for Another Time, followed by... No Such Thing as a Broken Heart, and Written in the Sand, on a roll for this band that's been making hits for about three years now on the country music charts. This is The Y'all Show with your host, John Rawl, and can't connect to Precious Harris today. We will try her again next week. I knew she had a lot going on today. In fact, sadly, she had to go to a funeral, so that's one of the reasons that we're not having her joining us today. But I'll put on my best country music reporter hat, and we'll share what's going on on Music Row here on the y'all show and then in the next segment we will actually hear a little bit of precious as we're going to rewind to last week's show when we had dustin collins as our special guest when we were on music road and we'll hear some more music from dustin collins and more of our interview from last week so a little encore coming your way in the next segment but right now on the y'all show we'll tell you about what all's going on right now on music road nashville tennessee with a big hit by old dominion they're making hits on Music Row and another act making hits on Music Row, Luke Combs as She Got the Best of Me is the number one song on Media Bass and Billboard Country Airplace. And this one's for you, the album that's out right now by the North Carolinian is the number one album on Billboard's Country Albums chart. And Luke Combs has been nominated for Male Vocalist of the Year and New Artist of the Year At the 2018 CMA Awards. So, what an awesome job. He's on the Beer Never Broke My Heart Tour 2019. And it's got a 28 venue tour itinerary. And out of those 28 venues for Luke Combs, 26 of 28 have already sold out. This guy's tearing it up across the country right now, Luke Combs. And again, she got the best of me right now atop the chart. Congratulations. The Beer Never Broke My Heart Tour commences on January 31st at Birmingham's Legacy Arena. And stops in the south include February 2nd in Greensboro, North Carolina, North Little Rock on February 8th. Baton Rouge on the 9th of February. Greenville, South Carolina on Valentine's Day. You'll be in Knoxville on the 15th of February. And moving on to Tupelo, March the 8th. Orange Beach, Alabama, March 9th and let's see i think that will conclude all of his southern gigs you can go to luke's website and see the full list of 28 venues that this tour will be stopping at in 2019 but man what a great job by this north carolina native and all the success that he's having right now speaking of tours blake shelton will be going on tour in 2019 with something he's calling the friends and heroes tour and he released a video on Tuesday that really caught my eye it came out on social media now this was not your traditional music video that Blake put out it was really a very creative movie almost a little short movie promoting his new tour and you got to go check it out go to Blake's Facebook page I guess I know Trace Atkins put it out and the reason Trace Atkins put it out there is Trace is a part of the Friends and Heroes tour this tour will include Trace Atkins The Bellamy Brothers, John Anderson, and fairly newcomer compared to everybody else, Lauren Elena. And the video that you're about to hear includes Lauren Elena in it, and she serves as a bartender. So when you hear the female voice that Blake Shelton's talking to, he's talking to Lauren Elena, who's portraying a bartender in kind of a rundown place that has country music playing. Let's go hear that now. It's pretty funny. I know it's much more fun if you watch it as opposed to listen to it, but hey, we can only do so much here on the Y'all Show, but enjoy this promotional video from Blake Shelton on the Y'all Show. What's up? You're
2: here awful early. Beer? Yeah. What's going on with you?
0: They're
6: driving me crazy. They want me to put this tour together, and I can't decide who in the hell I'm going to take out with me. Hmm. Well, I'm sure you'll figure it out. Bartender's supposed to help? Great song, man. Who sings it? Yeah, Straight Tequila Night, man. John Anderson. He's got to be one of my all-time heroes, man. Who? John Anderson.
4: Is he new?
6: Oh, come on, man. You know John Anderson. He's a Grammy Award winner. You know swinging. You know, oh, there's a little girl. And uh, you don't know swinging? Seminole Wind? Money in the bank? Oh, my gosh. I, I don't know. I, what the hell? No. Well, I'll tell you what. Next time you're Instagramming a picture of your beer, you should look the guy up, man. He's great. Hey, great idea, man. You hey. gonna look him up? No, here. Can you take a picture of my beard? Just one. Please. Gimme, 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 redneck
3: girl. Oh, yeah. Man, that was awesome. I love that song. Who sings it?
6: Let's see, uh, you know, it's the Bellamy Brothers. Oh, cool. You don't know who the Bellamy Brothers are. Yes, you do. Uh, just let your love flow. Like a mountain stream, just let's. Are you kidding me? Oh my gosh, he knows. You know who the Bellamy brothers are. Come on. Yeah, I love on. the Bellamy brothers. Of course you love the Bellamy brothers. Where'd you see them in concert?
2: Oh, I, I just got this out of my dad's closet.
6: You've never seen them in concert? You've never. Oh my god, you kids these days, man, I swear to you. And by the way, shake the damn bill of your cap. Can't even take you guys serious or out here. It's Whoa. God bless Trace Atkins. Amen to that. <laughs> yeah, he's a good friend of mine.
1: Yeah, right. He's a friend of mine, too.
4: Oh, my God, this place is such a dump.
6: Well, if you ask
2: me, it sounds like you know exactly who you want to take on tour. Why don't you take your heroes and your friends? And while you're at it, Why don't you take me too? Okay. Okay. I quit.
0: Fun stuff from Blake Shelton alongside Laura and Elena as they promote the upcoming tour, the Friends and Heroes Tour from Blake Shelton. Go to Blakeshelton.com for the full listing of stops. The tour commences on Valentine's Day, February 14th, in Blake's native Oklahoma. He'll be at the Chesapeake Energy Center in Oklahoma City. Other dates in the South include Louisville, Kentucky, March 1st. You'll be in Jacksonville, Florida on March the 7th, Tampa, March 8th, Sunrise, Florida on the 9th of March, and the tour concludes March 23rd in Albany, New York. So not a whole lot of dates for the Friends and Heroes tour, but still to have acts like John Anderson, the Bellamy Brothers, Trace Atkins and Lauren Elena joining you on this tour is going to be a lot of fun. So that should be a, a great addition in 2019 for Blake Shelton. Now to Blake's ex here on the Y'all Show, and she's got her own act going on right now. Pistol Annie's is who we're talking about, Miranda Lambert, and they have a new album that's debuting tomorrow as Interstate Gospel is the name of the new CD from the Pistol Annie's, which includes Miranda as well as Ashley Monroe and Angelina Presley. And they have a new single that just came out this week. It's a catchy, supremely upbeat song called Got My Name Changed Back. And it was a fun song to see come out this week from Pistol Annie. So keep that in mind when you're doing your holiday shopping as Interstate Gospel hits stores tomorrow. And they're going to perform a sold-out show at the historic Ryman Auditorium in promotion of this new CD from the Pistol Annie's on the RCA, RCA Records Here's a blast from the past. Billy Ray Cyrus, he's getting ready for next week's midterm election. And he will be heard every day on SiriusXM's Prime Country Channel 58 as he delivers a live performance of his iconic songs as well as his new global hit, Goddess of Democracy. And the audience is donning Statue of Liberty crowns and clown noses in celebration of Goddess of Democracy's single art on Halloween Day today. So if you tune in, it might be a little bit more festive there. The show records at the Sirius XM Music City Theater in Nashville, and it debuts today on Channel 58 Sirius XM and will keep going on until election day. And let's see, airings are traditionally well, they're kind of scattered all over the place, but again this is going on as Billy Ray Cyrus performs Goddess of Democracy on Sirius xm all right john party he's been out a couple of years making hits and such and how about this wrangler has introduced him as the new face of wrangler retro so he'll be part of the national marketing campaign for the jeans company and of course wrangler a global leader in jeans wear and casual apparel has introduced the capital nashville artist as the face of their collection and the cutting edge jean and shirt collection features fresh designs, updated fabrics, and a variety of modern fit options for the cowboy and cowgirl who aren't afraid to get a little dirt on their boots, which is a playoff of one of his songs that John Party had here a couple of years ago. Good song. I think he's from California or either Arizona, but not exactly a southern boy, but has done a great job over the last few years. The Wrangler Retro partnership with John Party comes following the success of his hits including the gold-selling breakthrough album California Sunrise, which was number one on the charts, which had that song, Dirt on My Boots. He also had Head Over Boots and Heartache on the Dance Floor. And his new single is called Night Shift, and that track recently debuted exclusively on ESPN, and it's currently top 30 at Country Radio. John Party, an ACM New Male Vocalist of the Year and an award-winning singer-songwriter, Can be seen with dirks bentley on the upcoming burning man tour which starts in january of 2019 but now he's the face of wranglers new face of wrangler retro good job john party and well that that's something that would be awesome for anybody to have a a, an apparel company like wrangler just load you up with all kind of goodies and that's that's what's happened to him and he should be in no shortage of good clothing options going forward We'll take a break when we come back. We've got some Marin Morris news to get to. Plus, we'll have a little bit of an interview from last week on the show when we were on Music Row with Precious Harris. This is the Nashville Music Line Report with John Rawl here on the Y'all Show. Talk with a Southern X.
3: Technology Truths, brought to you by GEICO. Technology Truths. Truth. You have
1: 14 login passwords, and you can't remember any of them. Doug 1.
6: Doug 2. Doug is awesome. Doug is awesome. 1, 2, (coughs) 3.
1: Truth. It's so easy to switch and save on car insurance at GEICO.com. Doug is super cool ampersand underscore exclamation point exclamation point 1985. Knew it. GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.
6: I've cursed on a Sunday I've cheated and I've lied
1: I've fallen down from grace A few too many times but I find holy redemption When I put this car in drive roll the windows down and turn up the dial
0: That song there got that young lady from Texas on the chart, and she stayed there with a force the last couple of years. Baron Morris and My Church. She was celebrated on Music Row this week as she was presented three RIA plaques celebrating the success of singles from her debut album Hero by label executives from Sony Music Nashville. And she got platinum certification for I Could Use a Love Song, 80s Mercedes, and the two time platinum certification for her Debut that we just heard there, my church, so Maren Morris from Texas, awesome job and continuing to put out good music and and songs at sell and albums at sell and congrats to all of the staff there with her record company, Sony Music Nashville. Now, when we were on music road the other day, we didn't get a a certification for a million sales, but we we certainly got a certification for a million smiles. <laughs> Well, we were there with Dustin Collins. Dustin's a newcomer from Kentucky, and we had a chance to sit down with him and learn more about his musical influences, and we got to hear a little bit of his music alongside Precious Harris. Let's go back to last week for a little sneak peek at a past episode of the Y'all Show with our special Music Road broadcast with Dustin Collins.
2: Man, uh, we got a great big O show coming up uh, November 17th, um uh, it's going to be at all Tech Arena for the Bluegrass Rockin' Rodeo, and uh, we're headlining that. It's our first big arena headlining show. Um, now, where got, is All Tech? All Tech Arena is in Lexington. Okay. Uh, it, it, it's the pinnacle of Not
0: the, quite Commonwealth Stadium, but it's I mean, not... We're, we're getting there. Okay. We're getting there. It, it's, it, it's <laughs> not Rupp, but somewhere just in a, that area. It's a
2: smaller arena. It's, okay. it's more... It's a rodeo arena, and... Okay. They're bringing the bluegrass, rock, and rodeo in there. And, it's um, incredible
1: rodeo too. It's like one of the best. It, it's
2: it, it's it's this is the second year they've done it, and last year was huge. I mean they, I mean, huge rodeo, huge turnout. And it's and it's great because they they like to book local. Um, you know, if they can find somebody, uh, you know that that's in the local scene that's doing well in Nashville that has a good following out there, they love to book those kind of guys. And I think last year they had um Walker Hayes is. is I think he's the guy that they they booked with Walker Montgomery, who's uh, also a Kentucky boy and down here in Nashville doing good things and um, great great show and uh you know we're hoping to get out back on tour uh do some stuff with some friends of ours from over at Average shows to, uh, twanging around and um some some great stuff in the in the work
0: and your current album is available now.
2: Current album is available right now on iTunes, Apple Music. Spotify. And what's it called? It's called "It's Been a While." Okay.
5: And he's going to the studio when he leaves the radio show yes. to record some new he's music. He's over here giving so. me a dirty
0: look. He's like, man, you're costing me re- precious recording time. But <laughs> he, he isn't. <laughs> no. He better not be. Yeah.
2: No, Watch. I'll just wait until I get in the car and <laughs> cuss a whole bunch. I'll pretend like it's traffic.
0: That's right. Well. <laughs> that would be me. Hey, maybe this interview can be nominated for a Grammy in spoken word. And so, you know, we don't, you don't need a music career. We just need that voice.
3: Well,
2: oh. I, I, I told a joke the other day uh, at a show, where I was like, well, if y'all don't like the music, at least I'm funny, and can be a stand-up comedian. <laughs> Some guy in the, in, the, in the front row said, you're not that funny.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> I was like, man, I'm going to get a job at Kmart.
0: <laughs> Do you get heckled as a singer? Do people heckle you?
2: Sometimes. Really? Yeah. Sweet uh, Home Alabama
5: is one of the big hecklers.
0: Oh, things.
2: yeah. Sweet Home Alabama. You get that one if you play in Alabama. Good Lord. i am
0: talking about people that really are heckling you not to play a song, but just they don't like you or they're just trying to a jealous boyfriend his girlfriend might be there and she might like you a little bit too much that
2: that's never happened i had a drunk guy one time just sit there and and basically he he was on tour with Aaron watson and, and the whole time he was like you know any merle songs i was like i do and he said play one so we played him a merle song and uh, 10 minutes later, you know, any more Merle songs? And, I mean, we're in a building full of, I mean, 2,000 people. Of
0: which uh, probably 1,500 of them had no idea who Merle Haggard was.
2: I'm, I'm sure they did. They were there, Sear and Watson. Okay. <laughs> so <I> mean, <laughs> so uh, we're in there, and uh, we're opening, of course, and playing our show. And this guy, he was just kept on and kept on and kept on. And I was finally, uh, we, we were done. I just started ignoring him. Yeah. And then uh, Watson came out, and, uh, they, they you know, they tore into the show. And about 15 minutes into his show, I hear Aaron just, Sir, you need to stop bothering me.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know, he said, stop harassing me. He said, yeah. Sir, stop harassing He looked right down at that guy. I was like, I bet that dude asked Aaron to play Merle. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, could you play a little Merle for us here? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You are going to send us out for the day here as we've enjoyed our time with Precious Harris here from Nashville Music City. USA and Dustin Collins thank you for coming on the y'all show today what are we gonna hear as you take us out for the day
2: oh I, I think we're gonna do some uh, some pieces off off the um, yes. yes the the record there so uh, here we go
0: all right everybody Dustin Collins go check out the website it's available for all kinds of info and a store is there and tour information Dustin Collins music this has been the y'all show Dustin's gonna send us home
2: fallen angel with Texas plates leaned against me with the old Deniman lace foot on a pedal while that red dust settles on the sunset your hair in my face I'm a half-written song in Hank's Cadillac I stole a few demons from that man in black I carry my dreams in a brown pepper sack I'll give you my heart Just don't give it back to pieces Don't give it back to pieces Touch makers On her lips I love the taste of every kiss Your touch catches like red top matches me dragon across my skin I'm a half written song It Hank's Cadillac I stole a few demons from that man in black I carry my dreams in a brown paper sack I'll give you my heart
0: All right, that's good stuff from Dustin Collins. Keep an eye on him. Dustin Collins Music is the website to go to to keep track of this rising country music singer-songwriter. Well, that will drive a nail into today's Y'all Show. Thank you for listening. On Thursday's Y'all Show, make sure to check back with us. We're going to have great SEC talk, LSU and Alabama have a huge clash in Death Valley. And then on the east side of the SEC, Georgia and Kentucky meet for the right to go to Atlanta oddly enough we'll have info on all that plus in georgia on saturday it will be national pumpkin destruction day and we'll tell you all about this awesome event that goes on in the rock georgia we'll have a representative from the rock ranch stop by as it is our dixie destination and that'll be on the thursday y'all go get your pumpkins and get ready to smash them when halloween ends tonight And you can go to Georgia. The devil went down to Georgia. You can go down to Georgia and smash all you want. Get rid of those pumpkins at National Pumpkin Destruction Day going on Saturday. We'll have all of the smashing details for you on Thursday. Until that time, have a great rest of your day. You've been listening to y'all with John Rawl. Trick or treat.
3: Technology Truths. Brought to you by Geico. Technology Truths. Truth. You have 14 login passwords,
1: and you can't remember any of them. Doug 1.
6: Doug 2. Doug is awesome. Doug is awesome. 1, 2, 3.
1: Truth. It's so easy to switch and save on car insurance at geico.com.
6: Doug is super cool
1: ampersand underscore exclamation point exclamation point 1985.
0: Knew it. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.